Welcome back to Draft Vice. We are here. We're doing a fantasy episode. And I got our buddy Jordan Freed, local comedy legend, <laughs> international comedy legend, international man of mystery. And to his left, international man of men, Harry Van Ness. Which is that? What the Dutch is that? What the the Dutch name is for Harry Van Ness? Is that Van? Oh, it's like Lock something. No, that's Loch Ness's. No, no, that's Scotland. Is the that's Loch Scotland. Ness uh, Van? Like that's like that's like pretty much every last name from the Netherlands. Every last name. Yeah, like Van Dutch, Van Neck. Yeah, Van, Van Der Esch, Van, uh, Van Dam. Yeah. And yeah, we're talking fantasy today. We were talking about five biggest bust predictions. We're also talking about five guys you'd want on your team, but most likely won't get. And uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about Dynasty, because uh, our buddy Jordan here, he's got a Dynasty team. All right. Yeah. So, we'll start out with that, because it's uh, just a little bit of uh, banter chatter. Now we get to know our buddy Jordan and our buddy Harry. Also, I got some friends in my league who probably want to hear your podcast, uh, podcast yeah. about this, if you have a Dynasty League take and some rankings. Yes. Um, yeah, no. Uh, I recently started this dynasty league with my friends from high school and i think we're going into the second season now we did a dynasty league two years ago that we had to disband and then we redrafted i think why'd you have to disband it because <laughs> he's just like uh, not enough people or no yeah, or just because people get murdered? just people like bail like i think of this as being like a very cool thing and like it keeps like friends together over the years and you also like are committed to it and you don't bail before the season's over but some people are like oh this is like annoying like i don't want to have to pay attention to this i'm in six other fantasy leagues but like i feel like if this is just your one keeper league that you go through the years yeah. well is it a true dynasty league where you get like rookie ranks and everything or you do is it keepers uh, what do you mean by that? Wait, so a dynasty league is when you you get to keep pretty much most of the players, like, yeah, and you get them for a certain amount of years. And then like some uh, some dynasty leagues do contracts. Some dynasty leagues they say you get you draft them. You do like a rookie draft, like guys coming in. Yeah, we do rookie drafts each year. Yeah, so yeah, that's that, super fun. Uh, we have it's like rookies and free agents. Yeah, after a certain point, everybody gets locked. Gotcha. So if there's like a big move in free agency or somebody like crazy comes in, mm -hmm. like I guess if there's like a rugby player or something who wants to play football. Yeah, it's never turned into anything yet. There was the one guy who was on San Francisco. Actually, the guy on the Eagles who's a tackle. Yeah. He was a, a big rugby player. He's like set, like six seven or something. He's like, uh, they actually might play my guard this year. You were talking about this earlier, like the con or like on the other podcast we recorded yeah. about like why more NBA players don't play football. I'm surprised in general more athletes don't try to play football in like other sports. Yeah. Like not necessarily basketball because you get paid well in like basketball, but it's all guaranteed. That's yeah, the thing with basketball. Guaranteed, yeah. Oh, there's a lot of college basketball players who go out and play football eventually. But if you're like a track athlete, like Donovan McNabb was a college basketball player. He was over at Syracuse, I think, right? Yeah, Syracuse. That's where he was. Did he play basketball too? Yeah. Antonio Whoa. Gates. Big time tight end sense. for fantasy, man. Jimmy Graham. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. Yeah. <laughs> for like the first five years of his career, they could not like Show introduce him, him without basketball. mentioning yeah, <laughs> that he was a basketball player converted into a football player. Um, so yeah. my uh, fantasy dynasty 
wisdom if you're going to start a dynasty league, which I recommend you do, um, is you should definitely plan for the first season and plan for five years down the road. Five That's how years. I like to do it when I'm drafting after doing it twice. Uh, nice. I feel like I set myself up pretty well. Because yeah. you could get a lot of steals if you pick people who are going to retire in like two years. Yeah. Because like you get a full season of them possibly still being in their peak. Uh, an example of that on my team is Drew Brees. Gotcha. Like he's a great backup quarterback for me. Um, and I also have Carson Wentz on my team. So and how like, many years do you get them for? Forever. As long as we do the league. All right. Wow. So you don't have you don't have like a like a contract or something because I know some of them when you do a dynasty draft, some of them they have like limits to the years that you get them for. So you get say say you drafted Drew Brees, you get him for six years or five years or three years. No, yeah, we just do them. They're your team. You can make trades with people, and you could cut them. Those gotcha. are the only options. Yeah, we don't do contracts. Oof. Yeah, that's not how complex our dynasty is. Maybe yeah. maybe we will think about that in the future, and like everybody was on the same contracts. And so this was because uh, you kind of wanted to keep people together a little bit more, and it kind of keeps people invested. Yeah, and also like one of my favorite parts about playing Madden as a kid was just like – being able to build, being able your to team build the team yeah and, and play do it over years seasons, yeah. like i remember playing like ncaa football and like playing a few seasons with my player like my created players yeah. and then i would export the draft class and then i would like play seasons in madden and then i would draft from that mm. and draft the players who were on my teams yeah yeah but it was uh, pretty intricate so did you already have your rookie draft this year or no? Uh, we have not. We're trying to do it very soon. So this could be very helpful. Yeah. Uh, if you have some good advice for people. Well, I, Metcalf I, I think... and Brown do it. Metcalf and Brown. Also, wait, I, let, I me love Metcalf. let me talk about my team so that uh, yeah. just we get it out there. I'll just like spit it out and then you could judge it or whatever. Uh, I have Drew Brees, Aaron Eckler, Nick Chubb, Jarvis Landry, uh, I love Nick Chubb. Taylor Gabriel. Big Chubb. Uh, Jared Cook. Cole Beasley. Ravens defense. Jake Elliott. Leonard Fournette. Gronkowski, which is... I should probably... Yeah, but there's rumors him. he might... But there's rumors he may come out of retirement, though. But really? yeah, he's like skinny like a crackhead now, so it's you have to... Uh, yeah, I saw that yeah. picture, man. Dude, like... That just he was on roids. I love like Gronk is the greatest time of all time, but there's no way he was not doing roids. That's probably gets, why that's, he retired. He, honestly, it might be. No, well, I mean, I know he was a lot getting of banged up who look, too. They, they get like yeah. First off, he he had so many injuries by the end. Yeah, but I know other players that after they they stop doing it because when you stop working out for six or eight months and mm. you're not working out like the schedule that you're working out to be a football player, you will drop like ridiculously. Joe yeah. Thomas. I mean, he ended up retiring that year, but yeah. initially he wasn't going to—he wasn't initially fully committed to the retirement. Mm -hmm. And you saw he shrank a lot in the off season. Yeah. That happens a lot with a, a lot of players who have to have bulk, like Gronkowski, yeah. like O linemen, mm -hmm. where when you're playing, it's easy to bulk up when you're you're playing towards the season, and when you're lifting, and you know, like I got like a lot of them. And there's some guys who are gym rats, like Eric Weddle works out all year round. Like Brian Urlacher still works out even though he's retired. Yeah, so some guys, they maintain some physique, but the physique changes because you're not working out the same. Yeah. Like, I know Joe Thomas. If you see a picture of Joe Thomas now, he doesn't look like a left tackle. He looks like a guy who used to be an Abercrombie model. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I I think Gronk probably doesn't come back, but I wouldn't 
I'm not jumping it out. Yeah. yeah. I, I also, how big are your benches for Dynasty? Listen, how many people I have? Sammy Watkins, Devin Funchess, Mohamed Sanu, um, Tyrell Williams, Alfred Morris, Mike Gesicki, uh, Dante Pettis. Pettis, I like this year, man. Tawan if you Taylor, saw the Instagram, Joshua or Javon Wims, Saints D, uh, <laughs> Kalen Bellage. Antonio Gates, Chester Rogers. You have Matt all the Prater, tight ends who are either retiring or who just started their Josh career. Josh Adams, Marshawn Lynch, and Rob Kelly. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, Plan for right now or five years. There yeah. you go. Didn't Lynch just retire again, though? Like Did he officially retire? He's questionable right now. Yeah. That's the thing. He doesn't. Like, well, he's a free agent right now. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't think he made the announcement. I know. Uh, Ian Rappaport made the announcement. Oh, okay. But I remember when Marshawn Lynch made the announcement the first time. Yeah. He made the announcement himself. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I, he might not be fully committal at this point. Yeah. Okay. And maybe he's seeing uh, what happens if there's an injury. Maybe yeah. get on a good team. Yeah, and I can't blame him for like wanting to leave the Raiders and stuff. So. Well, no. Like, I know he's from. No, he's from. Yeah. Oh, no, he, he said that's he why he wanted to play, play for him. Yeah, yeah. he go, goes. Yeah. yeah, but that was a year after they made the playoffs, and then like, then the next year they missed the playoffs, and then last year they were just a complete shit show. So there's probably like three really good running backs that you can get this year from Dynasty, and there's some guys that you could take flyers on. Uh, there was Josh Jacobs, who I think everybody knows, and people are drafting him in redraft leagues, like in the third or fourth round. There's uh, David Montgomery on Chicago, who gets a lot of comparisons to Kareem Hunt, and he even had comparisons coming out of college to Kareem Hunt. I think he's probably a little bit more athletic and a little bit faster, and he can kind of fit the Kareem Hunt role that – uh, the head coach there was actually previously in Kansas City. Yeah. And he ran that offense with Kareem Hunt. They like all their running backs being able to catch. And that, that all line's really good. The only question I ever have with Chicago is the quarterback, Mitch Trubisky. Not a huge fan. I, not I, thinking disagree, they, I think Mitch Trubisky is underrated. I love the way the guy plays the game. I love quarterbacks who could it's like a good pick up yards with their legs as well as their well as their arm. And he's and let's face it, he's been the best quarterback the Bears have had in a long time. I think he's been better than anything Jay Cutler's done with Chicago. I also think Jay Cutler had some really bad offensive coordinators, and he's he's you know it got to a point where they didn't have an O line at one point. Yeah, their O line was trash. Matt Forte was great. Like they had a point where they surrounded him with all the good weapons, but they had a shitty defense, and then they also had a, a bad offensive line. I just don't think Cutler never really put it all together, but it was he never too much of the Jay Cutler Kool Aid. Uh, you know, he he just became like, yeah, he just became like a legend, like without <laughs> doing anything, kind of like everybody was just like Jay Cutler's amazing. Jay Cutler's amazing. Well, yeah, I don't think it, I don't think the well, he had like one that one Pro Bowl year in Denver, though. Yeah, but like, yeah, he had a Pro Bowl year, but like, a lot of players have Pro Bowl years at one point in their career. I think That's he could have. Well, I I think if you would have put him in maybe like a Shanahan offense, like yeah. I think kind of yeah. similar to what he had the Pro Bowl year. Mm-hmm. He also had Brandon Marshall that year also with the Denver. Yeah. And he ended up having him again when he was yeah, in Yeah, it was Chicago. Chicago, yeah. I remember Bears almost made the playoffs that year, too, but that was, well, Packers owned that division. That was the year AP ran for 2000, so it was tough. Yeah, it's, it's I like, mean, that's always really a good. rough division, yeah. especially offensively. Uh, then there's Miles Sanders from Philadelphia, who uh, he was a Penn State guy. And all the guys coming out of that area are always really athletic. Penn State. Yeah. My he brother goes issues. there. He had some issues, though, with fumbling, ball security. That's why I kind of put him at third. Plus, you never know with the Eagles. 
uh, if they're they're one of those teams that if they think they made the mistake on a guy, then they'll go ahead and cut bait. So they kind of like, a lot like uh, the Seahawks and the Patriots. It's why like Rashad Penny last year didn't really play much. Sony Michelle, like if Sony Michelle was not doing what he had to do, Bill Belichick as a matter of you spent a first round pick on him, he won't play you. Yeah. Uh, I also have uh, Devin Singletary and Daryl Henderson on here. And then Justice Hill of Baltimore. Devin Singletary is on the Bills. I think their O-line's getting a bit better. Kind of plays a bit like LeSean McCoy. And uh, Daryl Henderson on the L.A. Rams, I mean, there's always question marks with Gurley. Kind of plays more of a scat-back role, but he could kind of be like almost the Alvin Kamara in that offense. And uh, Alexander Madison, I mean, kind of a bit bigger bulky guy can kind of be like uh you know especially given the issues with dalvin cook with injury in the last few years another guy to kind of keep an eye on uh especially because i think they're trying to build up that o-line a bit more they spent some uh free agent capital and some uh and some draft capital into the o-line the past few years so and last and is constantly been trashed for the past few years but it seems like they're constantly trying to build up on it again and i don't think kirk cousins is as bad as some people make him sound I think he's league average as far as quarterbacks go. Yeah, people like get so excited after one season. Yeah, I, and, like and actually, he wasn't bad in fantasy last season. Yeah, but it's like if you don't win, then like what matters? Like, and plus, you were get he was getting paid way more money than Case Keenum was the year before, and Case Keenum they had about the same year, but you know, obviously, they're paying Cousins a lot more, and the Vikings just did a lot better the year they had Keenum. Well, but part of it was they had a new offensive coordinator. Yeah. Their O-line coach died. Yeah. So losing That's those, you know, having those two issues yeah. right there. Yeah. And then their offensive line wasn't that good to begin with. It was a bunch of, you know, it wasn't the best players in the world playing offensive line. It was a very, you know, Kirk Cousins was under pressure a lot. So I think it's a bounce back year for Kirk Cousins. Um and also, if you're in redraft leagues, I only I don't really look at ADP too often, uh, especially this early into the summer. I did for part of this episode, just to kind of get a glimpse of guys who might be going a little bit higher than I was expecting them to go. And Kirk Cousins is going late. Yeah, like I'm shocked by how late he's going, especially considering his receivers go pretty high. Mm-hmm. Diggs, Thalen, both are being drafted in the top yeah. four rounds. Uh, some receivers that if you're in dynasty leagues to keep an eye on. I know you brought up, you were talking about Brown. Were you talking about Marquise Brown or A.J. Brown? A.J. Brown, baby. He All right, like, there we go. That's a guy who's uh, number yeah. one in my heart. I'm shocked, but yeah. he's also been injured the last week. So, But for the yeah. long term, I like A.J. Brown. Yeah, like people like remember, you know, I'm a big old Miss fan. That's, oh, that's nasty, why you brought nasty, him yeah, up. Nasty DK white, and uh, nasty A.J. Wideouts. People were talking about D.K. Metcalf, but the thing is, he wasn't even the best receiver on that team. It was A.J. Brown. So. And DK Metcalf was injured last yeah. year. Uh, he's been injured a couple times. Yeah, he was. But, dude, that guy's a beast and has that ability to be a number one receiver, a real Calvin yeah. Johnson kind of level receiver. Like, I remember I was, like, you ended up getting drafted by the Seahawks, but I remember it was, I think it was late. I think it was either early second round or late. Or End late, of second or, round. Or, yeah. It was uh, pick 64. I think it was the last yeah, pick no, in the second was, round. I mean, like, I was, it was one case. He was on the board. I think it was, like, late first round. I remember I go, like, he would be the perfect pick for him because, like, like I think AJ Brown's an overall bear receiver, but depends on like what kind of offense you have. Like if I if I had a quarterback with a good deep ball like Aaron Rodgers or Pat Mahomes, DK Metcalf would be the oh, guy yeah. I'd want. But if I was if I had like Tom Brady, I 
AJ Brown would be my guy. So it really depends. But I think AJ uh, Brown can play more spots. And yeah, can be a slot receiver. Can play flanker. Yeah. Can play X. Mm -hmm. He showed a little bit of ability to hold up against press at the end of the year. He played really well in the last four games last year in yeah. college. Yes, he, he did. He he's actually shown a uh, very good ability as a route runner. Mm -hmm. Good hands. I, I actually have him number one in my wide receiver dynasty ranks. Yeah. Now, I wrote these ranks before the injury, but I think long-term, I think he has a very good long-term viability as a player in the NFL, and yeah. he's going to have Corey Davis there. Now, the real problem with the – he got drafted by the Titans, and right now they have Ryan Tannehill and Marcus Mariota, and you're hoping Marcus Mariota takes a step forward. Yeah, but they, as they play the Titans, they always go through offensive coordinators like their tissue papers. Hopefully they could, hopefully Mariota could get together with this one. Like, I still believe in Mariota. Yeah, I mean, I would feel more comfortable if they were getting an offensive coordinator that worked to his advantages. Yeah. Do you think Mariota's just going to get, like, big one year? Like, he's I... just going to get super, just wide? Oh, you mean, like, work out and just get huge, like, jacked? Yeah. I don't know. Like, in his, like, later years... Would, would that help him? Because then he'd be less athletic, and that's yeah. one of the, the things you yeah. have with him. Yeah. Uh, Maybe he just changes his game down the road because he does have a good arm. If he becomes a pocket passer, then maybe yeah. he gets injured less. So outside, uh, the, my top two guys for Dynasty for wide receivers were A.J. Brown and uh, the other Ole Miss receiver, D.K. Metcalf. Right. Nasty wideouts. The, the next <laughs> two guys on my list are Debo Samuel and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. <laughs> Because J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, first off, I liked him a lot. And if you like, uh, if you're the kind of guy who likes, uh, who's that? totally blank. Oh, Juju Smith-Schuster, another J.J. name. Yeah. But not for nothing, they do a lot of the same things right. And I think J.J. Arcega-Whiteside is actually a bit more athletic. Both kind of post up really well. Both are really good route runners. I think both could play inside and outside. I think JJ is going to play way more outside. I think he plays more like Alshon Jeffrey than Juju does. Mm. But he also he's got great body control. Uh, plays a he plays like a basketball player. And in fact, he played college basketball. Yes, another one. So uh, JJ, I like a lot, especially because he's got Carson Wentz throwing him the ball. Alshon's going to probably eventually be out of there. Uh, you got, you know, he's probably going to at least replace Nelson Aguilar by next year with the slot role. I, I like J.J. Arcega Whiteside. And Debo Samuel can play all over all three wide receiver positions, X, flanker, slot receiver, which is something that they, they appreciate in San Francisco. So provided Jimmy Garoppolo comes back to Jimmy Garoppolo when he got traded and plays a bit better than he was playing last year before the injury, I think that there's some real value with him. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, between him and Pettis, you have two very good route runners, guys with good hands, and can play – all three all spots around the line so i think they're going to get it's going to get fun once debo samuel's up to speed when they have a quarterback they think is healthy and good enough to play uh some other guys you know who terry mclaurin is no i haven't ohio state receiver probably got overshadowed by paris campbell a lot but i think he was the better of the two yeah very fast very good route runner good hands and he actually ended up getting drafted with his quarterback dwayne haskins to the redskins, to redskins yeah i usually don't draft redskins players yeah ever yeah because i just don't I, I they're a their medical team is apparently the worst in the nfl because like, their like, own left tackle wants to leave like our it's like jordan reed had like that one good year but he's been banged up ever since then like darius geist has had three procedures like yeah. they have three different players on that team that have had three procedures after being injured their medical team is horrible and trent williams is basically wanting to leave the team because of it yeah i i usually don't draft redskins players i like terry mclaurin He's a guy who I really have high on my list. Um, Hollywood Brown, 
if they got another quarterback there, I would I would feel if he went to another team, got went to a more accurate quarterback with better deep field, deep ball passing. But if you think that Lamar Jackson is going to develop and going to be a better passer, then I I see the pick there to take uh, Hollywood Brown. Yeah. Uh, Hakeem Butler and Deontay Johnson are another two guys. Hakeem Butler just because he he's got that size and speed, and again another guy who could play all places around the line but he's got that size like he looks almost kind of like uh aj green yeah. and could basically be another aj green kind of player just pick the ball off the top of somebody's head he's got he's six four now he did some concentration drops but he's a solid runner can deal with press pretty well i think there's some questions with him coming out he went to arizona yeah so all the questions with arizona yeah. whatever question you had with arizona there's a question with arizona yes it also makes it really fun because all the questions make it a very volatile team. Could be really good or could suck entirely. And uh, Miles Boykin, another guy who, again, has big size, has some question marks with his game, but I think he's another guy who eventually will end up being a good player. Another Baltimore guy. Mm-hmm. All comes down to Lamar Jackson with uh, Hollywood Brown and Miles Boykin. And uh, Deontay Johnson was a guy who was drafted by the Steelers, and I think they drafted him to kind of replace Antonio Brown. Yeah, Very he's, good route runner. Well, he's going to have a good mentor with Juju since Juju's the guy now for them. But Juju's more of a slot receiver. Uh, yeah, that's true. And he's not really like the elder statesman knows how to play all positions yeah. really well. Juju's more like a combination of Anquan Bolden and mm. Michael Crabtree. Yeah. Deontay Johnson's kind of like that quick, fast guy, but can beat you on the... Like, he's kind of... It's weird. Like, he... Again, he might be the next Antonio Brown just because he has that. Like, the things that he does well are the same things Antonio Brown does well. That's a strange thing to say going from a guy who got drafted by the Steelers, but he's a guy to keep an eye on. And then the last two guys that I'll bring up are Nikhil Harry, who Patriots wide receiver. Yes. A lot of people have been giving him a lot of heat. I'm sure he's going much higher than I give him credit for. So but I think he's going to go wrong with a Pats player. You can go very wrong with a Pats player. Because Pats true. barely draft well to begin with. That's true. They, they somehow make everything work, even if they draft horribly. Yeah. Because they just like taking the lottery picks and taking the shot. So And then like taking like the Isle of Misfit toys of like teams don't want, then making them stars. Like Wes Welker was like a scrub with uh, Miami and San Diego, made him into a star. Chris Hogan, scrub with Buffalo, now good receiver. So. And last guy I'll bring up is Andy Isabella, because I think people would be upset if I didn't bring him up. Very athletic guy. Another guy went to Arizona. I, I don't know what his eventual fantasy value is. He's a small, quick guy. They might use him on a lot of different uh, kind of as a gadget player. But he could play really well out of the slot. He's got some real speed to him. So I don't know what his eventual role is. That's why he's not high up on my list. But he does have something yeah. to him that I would like mm-hmm. to have. If I, like, if I was picking later rounds, that's a guy who I could see eventually being really good. And Arizona picked a lot of uh receivers in the draft this year yeah three or four rookies are on their team so that's that's a lot Mm. so that's a team that you might want to keep an eye on seeing which one of their rookie receivers develops if they stay there if they end up getting some development out of them uh and then tight end and qb uh really quick there's really one tight end there that i think is going to really develop right away and that's tj hawkinson drafted by the detroit lions I think they really draft. He was drafted in the first round. I think he was drafted to be Gronkowski, to be that I can use mm. you to do anything. Role. Yeah. If there was a ne- the next Gronkowski, it's T.J. Hawkinson. Good route runner, good hands, can get up the seam. Where was he drafted? 
He was drafted in the first round, top oh, yeah, 10 pick. Wow. Yeah, then he's definitely that. <laughs> but Eric Ebron was a top 10 pick and didn't really uh, pan out for a long time. Yeah, he's good in, he's good in Indy now, but he was garbage when he was with the Detroit. I look at TJ Hawkinson and I see a lot of the things that I liked about OJ Howard, things that I liked about, uh, who's the other tight end? Uh, Hunter Henry, guys who can block, but play all, can actually be out in the, like, have good hands are athletic enough where they are a real mismatch weapon. Uh, Noah Fant on Denver is getting a lot of buzz. He's Actually, they were both Iowa State tight ends. And he's more of... They eat the corn. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I, again, that's an offense. Uh, they're going with Flacco right now as their quarterback. I don't know where they're going to go in the future. That's why I'm not as as high for Fant this year as a lot of people are, because they think that Flacco is just going to target the tight ends, which might be true. But they there's always that that X factor there. Plus, rookie tight ends take time to develop. I know that's why I have Hawkinson first. I just think he's his transition is going to be easier. Then there's Dawson Knox, who was drafted by the Bills. Yeah, he's he's not he's not a great receiver. I could tell you that Dawson but Knox. He is not is not he's not. He's a, well, they didn't use him a lot either mm-hmm. as a receiver. No, that is true, but still, I know you're an Ole Miss. Like, like, you're was, already, you know, like that I'm, I'm talking about Ole Miss when you you all yeah. say like I already know you're gonna talk yeah. about. The the thing is, no, he was a, no, he's a better blocker than uh, Evan Engram was, but like he did not have the tenth of the athleticism as Engram did. So maybe I'm just maybe I'm just like that like that one like you know like. Uh, like I'm like the uh, stepmom or whatever who like misses your ex instead of like your car. Well, I was like that with old Miss <laughs> tight ends. I yeah. see whatever Dawson Knox did, I'm like, hmm, it's not Evan Ingram. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and last two guys I'll bring up are Irv Smith and Jay Sternberger. Irv Smith is on the Minnesota Vikings. I think he's going to eventually replace Kyle Rudolph. Kind of plays like Charles. Kind of looks and plays like Charles Clay. Used to be on the Bills in Miami. Yeah. And now he's in Arizona. And uh, Jay Sternberger, I mean, tight end that got drafted by Green Bay Packers. I think that's basically what you need to hear. So, okay, well, whatever Aaron Rodgers, whoever's getting thrown to by Aaron Rodgers, sometimes it's a good thing to take a flyer by that guy. Yeah. And I don't think, again, that's a guy who's probably more of a few years down the line role than a right yeah. now role. And then a the, uh, couple of quarterbacks, number one overall, Kyler Murray. Yeah. Because if Kyler Murray hits, running quarterback – Picks up a lot, of, a lot of yardage points with his legs as well as his arm. Also extra touchdowns yeah. in the red zone. Yes. Yeah. Well, the strange thing with him is so when I looked at the ADP, he was going way higher than I thought he was going to go. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a guy who's getting drafted eighth round. And I'm like, I get I get the the upside there. You get a, a cool new head coach with a crazy offense that might catch the league off guard. And you got a uh, – Is a he fast... officially the starter? Tyler Murray, yeah. So And you get a running quarterback – who is going to have a lot of new fancy weapons, has David Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald as the elder statesman on the team. I think he's going to be a fun player, and you're looking for a guy who will probably end up picking you, uh, getting you a lot of, uh, I think can end up being a league winner if you were getting him in the right spot. But uh, I, I don't know if how long he's better career... be good if he picked football over baseball. Well, he, he got picked at the spot where you do make more money than baseball. That's the funny thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was one of the sure. few guys who will actually probably make more money than he yeah. would have made in baseball. Yeah. Even where he was just picked and uh, was contracts were. So that was the crazy thing. I Very rarely does that happen. And then goes to baseball after. Well, he could do baseball that. Baseball like Deion Sanders did. Like, went baseball from football. Needs that. Yeah. Like, nobody watches baseball. Everybody hates baseball. 
<laughs> but the big worry it's was just so sad because it it's just such it's a wonderful America's, sport. It's America's it's like such a strategic sport. Yeah. <laughs> the big worry with Kyler Murray is uh, he's small. He can get injured. Maybe his game doesn't translate to the NFL. Uh, and that's kind of a worry a lot of times with uh, rookie quarterbacks. And then uh, imagine the real- just thinking like. Just being in the NFL and being like, yeah, if you don't start me, I'm just going to go play baseball. Fuck you. He's one of the few guys <laughs> that could do that. Yeah. Um, Russell Wilson also. Yeah. Well, Russell Wilson. Well, Russell Wilson's in. Like, you'd be stupid to, like, do anything with Wilson. Like, but, yeah. But he already won a Super Bowl. Yeah. And yeah. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, so you wouldn't do that with him. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. 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 And then I have uh, Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> Dwayne Haskins, Drew Locke, Will Greer, and Daniel Jones. And Dwayne Haskins is probably going to start eventually. Uh, big worry if they don't have Trent Williams their left tackle. But like I said, he already has chemistry with Terry McLaurin. He seems to be uh, – I liked him at Ohio State. He can hit a lot of the short routes really well. He's good at leading the receiver. Uh, he didn't really play a very complex offense, and he didn't have to make really hard throws a lot of the time. But he had a really good year this year, and I thought the Giants should have taken him. And imagine him on the Giants with Odell. Like, they could just run crossing patterns all the time and take it in for a touchdown. But it, it, it is what it is at this point. They didn't take a guy who was actually kind of accurate. They took uh, Daniel Jones. That's why Daniel Jones even is, is even on the list. Uh, I put Will Greer here because you never know what's going to happen with Cam Newton. And he showed some deep throw accuracy yeah. and some, some real gunslinger mentality that if he ends up popping eventually or Cam Newton gets injured and they need to replace him, he might end up being something. I'm getting some PTSD from uh, Will Greer. He, uh, before he was at West Virginia, he played for he played at Florida. I think he got kicked out or something. But I remember almost they were like undefeated, like pretty deep. No, it was, well, they were still undefeated at the time. I think this was a week after we beat Bama the second time riding high. We go into Florida. He just lights us up. So I get PTSD anytime I hear the, hear the word Will Greer, but... No, he is a he is a good solid pick. I would honestly think he's he's better than Jones. I think he might be better than Haskins if I'm being honest with you. So, so and then the, the last guy was Drew. I, I, Drew Locke was really third, but and Drew Locke is actually kind of being groomed to be the starter in Denver eventually, drafted in the second round. But they're not committed to him, so if they end up you know busting with Flacco and Drew Locke, they'll be able to draft somebody and not feel like they totally burnt a pick. So overall. Not, and, you know, that kind of helps some of the ideas that, you know, I know some, you have to kind of draft some kind of somewhat specifically when you are drafting for mm-hmm. Dynasty. Yeah. You have to do what works for your team. So if you need a tight end, TJ Hawkinson, if you're drafting number one overall, I mean, I suggest taking Josh Jacobs just because the, the team, it, he fits perfectly what that team wants to do. He's a true three down back. He's maybe not Barkley, but he's somewhere in the spectrum from Barkley down to. Uh, I, I would put him behind Joe Mixon as far as a player goes. Maybe even Nick Chubb I would put ahead of him as far as a player goes. I think this is going to be Nick Chubb's season. I'm Dude, I'm excited it. for Nick Chubb, man. And Pound it with Johnson and Chubb. I saw that as a t-shirt in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that was a t-shirt last year. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that was uh, the Dynasty stuff. I was shocked that actually that went a lot longer than I was expecting. But that was very cool because I have not done any research for fantasy whatsoever, and now you just helped me for my league. I'm having a draft in like a week. Oh, so I guess that you so you scheduled your draft, uh, <laughs> and then uh, so 
the other half, part of this episode, I, I had five biggest boss predictions going into 2019. Oh, wait, are you going to have a league with all of the people who are in this? Who have been on your podcast? That would be a cool thing. That'd be thing. a good idea, yeah. Like, that would be an idea. interesting thing. There has to be a comics league, maybe. Yeah. I don't know of any yet. But well, you should lead it as the guy one, who yeah. has a, <laughs> the fantasy has football a podcast. podcast comedy <laughs> yeah. right? thing going on. Um, Yeah, I might have to look into that. Especially because there definitely is enough people who I know that do stand-up that would do it uh so the next segment on the show is uh we have five biggest bus predictions going into 2019 and right off the list i have eric ebron who i don't think is going to repeat what he was doing last year and i don't know where he's necessarily going but he was fourth he was tight end four last year tight ends are always iffy because like different offenses use tight ends differently and like the only reliable tight end was gronk like i yeah. feel like every year the tight ends change who the main tight end is. well now it's travis kelsey now or, or, yeah. no it could yeah. be yeah. travis could be, kelsey could be george kettle also well, they're, the top three tight ends i think on most people's boards like are kelsey kittle and Ertz. right yeah pretty much and then i think at least for me my next two i have hunter henry oj howard and then evan yeah. ingram so mm-hmm. and Shockingly, I look, uh, that was another one where I looked at it, and Engram's going in the fourth round in some leagues. Yeah. And that that's shocking considering he's had issues like in the past. Now, he could easily be a 1,000-yard But all you also have to look end. at, like, for like a good part of the season, he's going to be the jet, their number one receiver. So yeah. That's prob- and you know, we know we know he could run. He could catch. He, I know he's had drop issues before. so But he's going to get a lot more targets this year. Sometimes you're just the only game in town. Yeah. So... I, I and I don't I, I think the the steam is cooled off with Eric Ebron. One of the issues is they have Jack Doyle, mm-hmm. and Jack Doyle's coming back. And when Jack Doyle was in in on the in the game, Ebron didn't do it well. Yeah, Ebron didn't do anything a lot of the time. So yeah, Jack Doyle gets injured like every other week. So there is that that upside. And again, you're getting a guy getting thrown to by Andrew Luck. But even Andrew Luck. Gets hurt all the time. You don't know what could time. happen He's to injured him. right now in camp. Yeah. So I just don't see Eric Ebron repeating anywhere near what he did last year. He seems like one of those guys that it's like, if he was, if I was punting to get a, a, a tight end, I would, you know, take him the like 13th or 12th round. But I just don't think he's getting anywhere near what he was doing before. Another guy who I think is going to bust is, uh, does anybody else have a list of players that they have? Yeah. I, I, I have. I was thinking, well, I know who I think would be a big kind of a bust. Mark Ingram, because he's yes. he's he's getting uh, he's getting up he's getting up there in age. Like Ravens' offensive line is not what the Saints' offensive line is, and I just, and they don't commit. Yeah, have you ever seen like the Ravens' running backs for a given year? Like, it changes every yeah, three like, weeks. Ever like no, it was weird because before that they always they were consistent with uh, Jamal Lewis, and then later with Ray Rice. But since Ray Rice, it's been like just like a who's who of like it'll it'll switch yeah. through three exactly. different players. Yeah, I got a bust for you. Who? Julian Edelman. That's a uh, not nah. for nothing. I like that pick. I do like. I not, think I was close Gronk, to putting him. People are gonna have more people to cover wide receivers, and like he's yeah, not but, gonna be as good as he's been in the past. Yeah, but he's, he's getting older. Just play zone coverage. Yeah, play up against the line. He's a bad person. <laughs> Edelman's a bad person. What? Oh yeah, he like. Like, he has some domestic abuse type stuff. I oh, think. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Which is that, why he's so loved those... in Boston. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I and also he's getting up there in age. He's got he had 20 CL last year. 
like betting on did Welker last not very long. Like yeah. slot receivers don't last very long. But like well, well, well Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. But he's like the receiver though. Yeah, he's well, he's like a. But he plays mostly out of the slot now. True, and that's what he, his most successes come his recent like the the recreation of his career, his late stage career has been out of the slot. Yeah, he's played yeah. this big slot role because he's not yeah. fast anymore, but he's got the size, he's got the hands. Now the problem is Edelman doesn't have the size and and doesn't have the kind of the ability that Larry Fitzgerald has. Larry he's Fitzgerald's like an outside basically, receiver, yeah. Larry Fitzgerald's basically playing tight end, but like is better than most tight ends. Like he's playing like a good move tight end role almost. Is he still playing? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. He's a he's a fun one. How I love old Larry is he? Fitzgerald. He's got like thirty five at least now, right? He's something like that. Thirty six. Yeah. Oh, okay. Seriously. Like, like, he's been in the league since, like, 04, so a long time. Football is weird because yeah. people don't get up that high. Yeah. It's getting up there, though. I guess Tom Brady is just the one who's up there. Yeah. But I, I, I like both of those picks, Mark Ingram and Julian Edelman, man. Uh, my second one was Tevin Coleman. And I think he's a guy that I, I think people get too high on the Shanahan offense. And we've seen Tevin Coleman have the ball like we've seen him at the end of last year be the lead guy so now everybody's thinking yeah. well you know it was sarkeesian but like they you know he's still got usage there he was he just seems to be permanently locked in that running back two category and he's never going to break that next echelon so why would i draft that guy where he's probably like where i'm thinking he's like going in a shanahan offense i'd rather get one of the other guys on that offense who aren't getting the hype right now especially because he could easily not be the guy eventually and then they he quickly used a two back system when he had Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman. So I would take the guy who's cheaper and maybe has the better opportunity. Like I would think Matt Breida. Yeah. Who tiny, played well, always seemed like he was gonna get hurt every week last year, but at least you're getting a guy who you know, now you're gonna get your quarterback back. They have a lot more weapons, the defense is gonna be better, hopefully. So I think that was, uh, and that was one of the ones we forgot to do in the last episode. Uh, San Francisco. I think that's probably the team that could easily get to first in their division. But so yeah, do you guys have any uh, a second or third? All right. I know this this take might be kind of hot, but one of who I'm picking to be a bust. Tom Brady? No. Fuck no. <laughs> Antonio Brown. I like. I know it's out there, but think of it. We already know the guy's a head case. He's playing with Derek Carr. Like, Derek Carr, is a, he's fine and stuff, but he's not Ben Roethlisberger. He's got John Gruden as his head coach, and as I mentioned before, as a head case, Oakland, they're already in the process of moving. It just seems like there are too many things that could go wrong. Like, I think the guy's still, like, it's not so much from him, like, not being good, just personality conflict I could see happening. And also, he's an injury away from having Nathan Peterman as his starting quarterback, and that's something no receiver wants. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I mean, we saw Derek Carr have issues with Amari Cooper last year. Now, granted, Antonio Brown is better, better than Amari Cooper, Cooper but... and is way better hands than Amari Cooper. Mm -hmm. But also, he's been slightly injured for camp. He hasn't played the last yeah. week or so. So you're not getting that chemistry with Carr. Mm -hmm. uh, he's dealing with a foot issue. He just went to go see a specialist. You're talking about a first year in a new offense. It's he's in his he's in his thirties now. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of reasons not to like Antonio Brown, mm -hmm. and uh, he's going in the second, third round area. He could easily underperform, oh, yeah. especially it all comes down to the quarterback. Mm. And even if Derek Carr has a resurgence year, it doesn't mean that it was necessarily because of, you know Derek Carr was checking it down a lot. Yeah, 
and he wasn't throwing to his open reads down the field a lot. Yeah. So I have questions with it. Maybe second year in an offense where Derek Carr works better and also still has Tyrell Williams to throw to and a couple of other players. I, I think there there's a lot to that. Did you have somebody else? Um, nah. I don't know enough who's supposed to be good this year to know who's <laughs> yeah. a bust, to be honest. Gotcha. Uh, I'm, next... here, I'm here for comedic relief. All right. There you go. <laughs> and jazz hands, yeah. which you can't see on the podcast portion yeah, of it. But the video you can. Yeah. Do you to the video? Is there a podcast version? Yeah. This yeah. gets uploaded to iTunes and also to YouTube. Oh, sweet. Yay. Hey, Mom. <laughs> uh, so my next guy is Derek, uh, Derek Henry. Yeah. And I just think Derrick Henry, there's way too much hype coming off those last three or four games last year where he was running it, they were playing with a lead, and they were using him as a you know a tractor trailer. I just don't think that they're the way they're going to run that team this year is going to play like that. I just don't think he's going to be as good as everybody's thinking he is. And he's going as a third-round pick, which blows my mind. Because people took him as a third-round pick last year, and if you had Derrick Henry on your team last year, you didn't make it to the playoffs. Yeah. So, yeah, I have him as a ultimate potential bust would uh you have anybody else i actually have two they're both teammates who i think could be bust both from bus the, brothers yes bus brothers both from nfc the nfc champion la rams i could see jared goff being a bust yeah i know he puts up good numbers but that's mainly because of his line great receivers sean McVay's a great coach and that's also because he has todd Gurley with them who is my other bust N- no nothing nothing to do no todd Gurley's one healthy he's the best running back in football but that's the main question. Is he going to remain healthy? Because you saw that playoff room. It was C.J. Anderson carrying the load. Who's fine back. But if Todd Gurley's not getting the ball and C.J. Anderson is, it's because he was banged up. And I was sort of questionable about Todd Gurley when he first came into the league. Because if you remember when he was playing in Georgia, like he destroyed his leg. You know, There's other players who yeah. have had that issue too. And another Georgia running back, Nick Chubb, has had that issue. Yes. But I feel like not to the extent as Gurley. Granted, like Gurley's a better player. Chubb's but... knee was bad. Yeah. Now, the thing is, we saw Chubb play again in college, mm-hmm. and then we saw him come and play in the NFL. Yeah. So he, we've seen multiple years since the injury. Mm-hmm. But his he he nearly destroyed his knee. Yeah. And Gurley is, you know, he had an ACL, but it didn't seem like he had complications from it mm-hmm. initially. Yeah. And I guess now, after a few years, you're starting to see, okay, he's got bone spurs, yeah. got some arthritis. But there's other players who play with arthritis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sony Michelle. Yeah. I feel like he has like one more, one or two more years of being peak. Yeah, and then it'll start to decline. I feel like that's like whatever peak I, running back does. And I think they're going to limit his carries this year. Yeah. So I'm not as worried with him. But we saw it with uh, Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. where he went down four yes. games into the year. I remember, I remember the year he was drafted. I thought, I thought, man, this guy. I think he's the best running back for that. Is like for that specific draft and. He looked like he was on the way to it until, like, think, like, what was it, week three he got hurt? Yeah, week three or four, yeah. he tore his ACL. And he's never done the same since. Well, and that, there was yeah. a lot of reasons why last year he yeah. didn't come back. To, and it takes some time to come off yeah. the ACL. Oh, yeah. It's like a year at least for ACLs. Yeah, and I, I think part of it is, is everybody got spoiled. They saw Adrian Peterson mm-hmm. and Jamal Charles both come off an ACL yeah. and come back with no complications and run for 2,000 yards. But AP's like, a freak, though, like... Not only did he come back, he had his best season coming off of that ACL injury. Yeah. Uh, another guy who I have is uh, Marlon Mack, another guy who keeps getting a lot of hype, and I think it's because they go Andrew Luck, offensive line, good, good, good. But I just don't think he's a good player. Yeah. Uh, 
And oh, you were bringing up Jared Goff before. Yeah. The one thing, good thing about Jared Goff is I don't think you have to spend a high pick to get no, Jared Goff. Yeah, that's. And especially in a league where quarterbacks don't cost a lot, yes. if you're playing in a super flex league, mm-hmm. which uh, I you know I might suggest like people try that out. Yeah. Uh, he might become something where that's an actual issue, but like if you're taking him at QB fourteen, I don't yes. really worry about. And plus, you, plus you could. Worst case scenario, you could probably take like Ryan Fitzpatrick or somebody off of waivers. Uh, yeah, and still get some of the yeah. production that you were going to get mm-hmm. before. Yeah, I'm not as worried with Jared Goff. Todd Gurley, considering where people have to draft Todd Gurley, yeah, I, I really do worry about mm-hmm. it. So, but uh, and Marlon Mack, I, I kind of had some real worries about too. And uh, did you have any other players? No, that's really it. My only other thing was any QB you draft before the third or fourth round. Because I just don't think they're going to return the value. Yeah. That, like unless you could get Patrick Mahomes, maybe. Well, that's that's kind of that yeah. that marker of yeah, like Patrick Mahomes. But you can get a lot of the production from another position, like from another player, that and you're true. losing out of positions of true. value. True. So I'm probably not going to get Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And but it's not that I think he's going to be bad, but I think it's he's not going to perform to a second round pick value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did throw 50 TD passes last year, and like th- only three quarterbacks have done that. Nobody's ever done it twice, so that's going to be a difficult feat to re- you know repeat. Also, got Kareem Hunt for like a good half of that year. He's not going to have that luxury anymore. Yeah. So. And not only that, but Tyreek Hill at... might get suspended also. So there's that. Yeah, like that was weird because like, the way the league made their announcement about Tyreek Hill, and it was a horrendous case. It's they're like, yeah, we we're not doing anything right now. We're closing the investigation for right now. But you never know what's going to come out yeah. in, in a month. Like, I remember a few years ago, I was actually, it was the year of Zeke was was eventually suspended. But I remember I took Zeke in, like, the fourth round that year because nobody was picking him. Like, I had Bell and Zeke as my two running backs. So I go, hey, it's like, he's the best run back in the league. It's like, he's not suspended right now. So, so mm-hmm. I'll have him for, even if it's eight games, yeah. it's fucking worth it. So, and I ended up going, I think I ended up going, like, 14 and two. That was like, I ended up having, like, like what? Like, however many games you play in fantasy, I think I was like ten and two or something like that. Yeah. So that was uh, the guys who might be the biggest boss. Are there any guys you guys really want on your team, but you don't think you'll ever get? Well, you know the uh, obvious first overall pick for me would be Saquon Barkley. That's because you know he's yeah. Well, I, I think that, he, he I, might... I'm kind of more looking for guys outside that first oh, round range. Outside, yeah. outside first round range, like a, I mentioned before, Patrick Mahomes. Is like be a good be the first quarterback anybody should pick. You know, he's guy's got a cannon. I think for I think for a lot of people it's quarterbacks because yeah. like for me it's Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I want to have Baker Mayfield on my team. And he, he's, he's gonna going get, in the sixth round. Right yeah. now. Wow. He, well, he's gonna get he's gonna be even better than he was last year because that's how you progress. And also he's got Odell Beckham now. Yeah. Who makes you become a good quarterback? Yes. Like he made Eli Manning look good, and we saw what Eli Manning does when Odell Beckham it's not doesn't around. do yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, and now you have a, a really accurate quarterback with a with a receiver that can catch. These are two marriages that have not been in either of these people's lives in a long time. Yes, and Odell's going to take some coverage. So then you're going to have Jarvis Landry getting open, and then you also have like third and fourth receivers that are pretty good too, with Antonio Callaway mm-hmm. and Rashad Higgins, and then they also have David Njoku, and hopefully the revival of David Njoku. So I think there's also some kind of like sports mojo in the world and like the sports mojo is like around cleveland right now like yeah. and now that lebron left like they need something to browns. get behind yeah, yeah. right <laughs> I, I that's definitely and I, i'm a big cleveland browns fan 
I was a fan throughout the 0-16 year, which was fun. Thank you to Sean Kaiser and Hugh Jackson. Hey, they got you guys Baker Mayfield, so that's it something. It did happen. Of. That is true. And you guys got to throw a parade. So, like, Jets, like, when we suck, it's not even funny. We just suck. <laughs> like, you, it's like, it's like, hey, we suck, but we're proud of it. Yeah. Well, not proud of it, but, you know, well, what I mean? you, could have fun. you could have fun. That is true. That is true. That was funny. <laughs> For Especially other... when they showed it 700 times. It got funnier and funnier. I've After had... you saw it once, it just got funnier and funnier each time. It was such good comedy. I'm so glad that ESPN played it <laughs> thousands and thousands of times. I'm having v- I'm having Vietnam flashbacks <laughs> as you went through that. It was just, like, stupid. Yeah. Like, it's just because, like, the news is tabloid and stuff like that, and they wanted to, like exploited and like go after like mark sanchez but it was also just like well it happened in a very public game it was too. like thanksgiving yeah. like like i remember like that Thanksgiving was the worst i remember my mom made dressing which is like the southern version of stuffing that's my favorite dish like you instead like instead of make it put in a turkey like make it as a separate dish like she had like a new pyrex dish for it took as soon as took it out of the oven dish exploded had no dressing for thanksgiving that year i go damn it how can this day get any worse a few hours later I saw how it could get worse. A play that will live in infamy. Something that could that I will never be able to wash out of my memory. Well, um, are there any other players you guys really want to get in your drafts that you don't think you'll get? Oh yeah, uh, that you think are just gonna be. You're not gonna take them as high. Actually, Kelsey, man, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, dude, he's going in like the top of the second round, almost in first rounds in yeah. some drafts. That's really pricey for, for a tight end. end. Like, like back when Gronk was in his prime, it was worth it. But like, even still, I don't think it was because you still have to play two wide receivers and two running backs. And, and he, yes, and he was still you didn't know when he was going to get injured. So, so I I don't know with a tight end. I just never think it's worth it if you're taking him in the first round, mm-hmm. especially if you're taking Travis Kelsey in the first round. Like I get it, but at the same time, I don't. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it just seems very pricey mm-hmm. and. I guess, like, if you stack, I, I remember doing the notes on it, and if you stacked him up against the the best receivers and best running backs of last year, he came in at like 15, 16, 17. Yeah. So, like, I could uh, maybe if you're talking about end of the second round, I can get that, get behind that but, mentality. But mm-hmm. you still only play one tight yeah. end. But I'd still, I'd still rather wait for like Ertz or uh, George Kittle, you know, than like, like wait around. We're going or at least around later. Yeah, a lot of the time. Or you know you take a shot on a tight end later in the draft that go for you know, my boy Evan Ingram or uh, or OJ Howard as you said so OJ Howard yeah. if you're really looking for somebody David Njoku who's probably going a lot later mm-hmm. who's kind of lost that luster that some people have had for him yeah um and Hunter Henry from the Chargers yeah, I've been yes. touting yes he's the... good but but he's been banged up the past couple of years right that's why they had to bring Antonio Gates out of retirement right. Yeah, but I also think that now with Hunter Henry, he's he's had more than a year to heal from that injury, yeah. and we saw him back during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So he's at least at the point where he was game-shaped to at least do something. Yes. And now he's got another eight months to heal before he goes ahead and plays. So yeah. I'm a little bit more eager to see Hunter Henry on the field than some other players. So I think uh, I don't think I'm going to get O.J. Howard, and I like watching O.J. Howard play. I know you, you know you and OJ Simpson. Yeah, you're not going to get able to draft him. I don't no, think he's available I, I know, in most leagues. I know, like you is like you was like, okay, what what oh, was like what player you want to talk about in the pocket? It's like OJ is like, oh, so OJ Howard. No, I meant a different OJ. <laughs> like, but it's funny because on his Twitter he's been talking about like he's been like t- giving people fantasy advice. Uh, if I'm taking advice from anybody, it's 
definitely going to be OJ. So uh, I think that wraps up this episode. Um, if you want, you can follow Jordan at jfreeze. That's J-F-R-E-E-E. That's three E's. Z-E. Uh, again, you could always Venmo him at jordan dash Freed, that's F-R-I-E-D. I do weird things, very weird things. For money. and uh, Whatever he, you request, I'll do it if it's the right price. And uh, you can come to one of his shows. He's got one coming up. Uh, you want to plug your show? Yeah, August 10th, Circuit Break. It's a multimedia comedy variety show that I've been doing for a little bit. And we got Nick Callis coming up from New York City. He's originally from... New Jersey, that's where he grew up, and he performs at the Comedy Cellar, Caroline's on Broadway, uh, and he's one of my faves. He's a cool young comic, and you probably want to catch him before he's in like movies and TV shows and stuff like that, because he's a good-looking dude, and he's musical and like does a bunch of shit. I have a good question. Where is this taking place? This is happening at Rhino Comedy. Where is Rhino PM. Comedy? It is in Suffer, New York. Crown uh, Jewel 96, County. 96 Lafayette Ave, baby. There you go. Plugging in the Rhino for the first time on the podcast. Yeah, it's happening. It's probably uh, where most of us have met. Yeah. And then uh, Harry Van Ness is the other guy who's been on the podcast, the other guest. And you can follow him at Harry, like Harry from Harry Potter or Harry Balzanya. Mm-hmm. Uh, Van as in the, the kind of car that you could drive. And Ness as a... Uh, Harkness. I don't yes. know. Ness. And N-E-S-S. Yes. And uh, just a couple of plugs I like to make. I'll be performing September 5th at Levity Live and it's like West Nyack, New York, Palisades Mall. Mic'd up. Great show. Dave Sates, a great impressionist who's hosting it. And on September the 14th, I'll be performing at Greenwich Village in New York City for the Evan Weiss Showcase. And I'm really excited about that. So if you have time, you could check either of those two shows out. Or don't, because I also do weird things, but unlike Jordan, I don't do them for money. <laughs> he won't charge you for the weird things. No. So if you want, you can follow the podcast at DraftVice on Twitter, at DraftVice underscore football on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me at Brojo Death Punch. That's B-R-O-J-O. Death is in the end of life. And punch, like you might want to do to me by the end of each of these episodes. And uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, please subscribe. Leave a review, rate it five stars, five preferably five stars. stars. Five stars. And if you're watching it on YouTube, like it, subscribe. You can leave a comment. I'm not quite sure I'll read it. Those comments get a little weird sometimes on YouTube. But uh, but if you uh, check out the Instagram, we've been posting a lot of new fun stuff. And send out uh, send out some, some some requests on Twitter and Instagram for some of the topics you want us to discuss. Hopefully we'll get some of these guys back on and get some other uh, rotational guests on soon. Can we have like a 45-team fantasy league? Everybody gets a third of a QB. Yeah. Yeah. We get 1% of a – I get half of Patrick Mahomes' leg. I get Baker Mayfield's right pinky finger. Well, no. Some people just won't get points from quarterbacks. Some people won't get points from running backs. It's all super flex. All all the spots are flexed. And somehow Nathan Peterman won't get drafted. It's really deep, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in. See you next time. All right. Thanks, y'all. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. I'm about the past, I'm about the future.